TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Line drive and a base hit. La Tortuga comes through. One run will score and the Twins take the lead. He waited and waited and waited and finally swung the bat. He got tired of waiting. (laughs) (laughs) The left and deep. Off the wall. A high bounce. They're sending the runner in. Here's Rosario. Throw to the plate. And they got him. Wow. What a throw by Rosario in left field. A one-hop strike. And the Twins win it 2-1. to What a throw. What a call by Dick Bramer on Fox Sports North. This is D Score North, first place Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 16. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. We're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. And what an ending to that game, guys, and a lot leading up to that, that... That was a, a very exciting two to one game. Two to one games aren't always that exciting, but there is so much to cover in this game. And we have Trevor Plouffe at twelve twenty, and we have to play. Did the Twins bullpen do its job before we get out of here at one o'clock? How many um, just unbelievable, outstanding baseball games involving the Twins have we now seen in two thousand nineteen? That's my question. More than you get in an average season. Like, I'm going to my my biggest takeaway, unless this team wins the World Series. I think my biggest takeaway, gentlemen, from 2019 is going to be that. It's going to be the amount of just phenomenal, um, at times odd, but all basically glorious, win or lose, just great baseball games. And here's what I love. We are in the age of the juice ball, right? Home runs are off the charts. And you go into Fenway Park and you play a 2-1 to game that ends on a walk-off out at home plate? Think about that for a second. If Rosario, okay, if J.D. Martinez hits a home run and walks off the Twins, that's still an entertaining ball game, but we've seen that a thousand times, right? Or it feels like it. But to have Rosario play the ball off the monster, to have the that throw be so on point, to have the guy out at home plate, that to me, in a 2-1 to game at Fenway Park in 2019, think about that for a second. Think was, about that. It was the equivalent of Aaron Hicks's catch in that second game of the Twins Yankee series at Target Field. Yeah, the yeah. way the way the game ended, where it, it was great. That that play that, to end the game, you're like, oh my god! It's already been an incredible game, and then it ends like that, and you're like, wow. In both cases, I thought we were getting extra innings. In both cases, yeah. I thought, all right, well, cool. Let's get some more of this and yeah. uh, get your ice cream out because this thing's going past midnight Central Time anyway. But in this case, Rosario comes up, plays the hero, perfect strike, anything less, probably scores the run, and we're talking about either Taylor Rogers walking the tightrope or the Twins having to get it done in extra innings. Uh, Rosario has made his mistakes. I've picked my bones with him in the past, but he was nothing short of a hero last night. That was a heroic play. How many times have we seen a walk-off that's what I'm say- down at that's, the plate? That's what I'm saying. Two And 2-1 two to one at Fenway Park? Right. Of all places to yeah. play a two to one, two fifty eight game, Fenway Park. Um, here's what I love too. Two things. One is 
when Rosario played that ball and let loose with that throw, you're thinking two things. This is either going to end up being a strike to home plate, which it was a one-hop strike, and they're going to get the out, or that ball's going into the first base dugout. That's thought one. But thought two is this. You know, that throw with his arm is probably, and I'm not taking away from the throw. It was a hell of a throw. But with Rosario's arm, that throw is not shocking. I think where that play really starts, and and the conversation to me that's the most intriguing is, because he made playing the ball off the wall look so simple, we all thought, oh, of course he played the ball. That's not that easy. Like, you've got to position yourself right. Right. There are crazy caroms if off that. If you do play it right, you're in good position because it's a short it's a short wall. Correct. It's a short throw to home plate. But not it's to take e- away from it because it was a hell of a no, throw. But, but, my, but my point is give him credit for playing it right. right. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. play left field there on a daily basis. And that wall's got weird caroms and weird things. So I actually give him as much or more credit for the initial playing the ball correctly to set up the throw. I resent what you said at the beginning of the show, Rami. I just want to get this out before we bring in our guest. What did I miss? You don't see very many fun two-to-one ball games. That's the best kind of ball game that there is. I said not all two-to-one ball games are that exciting. All right, I back off then. I like a good two-to-one ball game, but it's got (laughs) to have moments like last night. That had everything that I want in a two-to-one baseball game. I mean, if it's a two-to-one ball game, it's a bunch of routine grounders and pop-ups that's not that exciting to watch last night had a lot of tense moments a lot of big hits like for a two-to-one ball game you got a lot of yeah. really really good baseball don't forget rami rami this is, is, is the guy who i believe during the course of the july yankee series which had at least two phenomenal games at target field we're at CHS Field, and Wetmore starts the show saying, oh, that wasn't my cup of tea last night. <laughs> and Rami and yeah, I are both like, like nine, eight and, and 10 And innings. listen, I'm not Mr. 9-8, but I said, what are you, crazy? That game had all the drama that a person could possibly want. So in your defense, you did very much at that time say, give me two to one. I'm the same guy. I'm just consistent, if nothing else. Maybe boring, but I'm consistent. There you go. You got that There's drop, drop. for you the future. Drop, man. <laughs> I made sure to stay nice. We all, yep. we all pulled back. We all got out. Said, yep. I you saw go. you guys sort I hope of you're step all happy. away. Nice and clean. Maybe boring, but definitely consistent. I hope you're all happy now. Someday we're going to have the technology where each microphone is isolated, and we won't have to do that. We can just carry a conversation like normal people. But until then, we need to stay quiet when somebody is providing us with a good drop. Impressive tactics. <laughs> or they, they need to come back and say the same thing a second time so that they, the other host can then be quiet. Hey, hey, could you lean in and sorry, uh, say? That, that a little more clearly. Say that again. <laughs> Two to one. Beautiful. Great start from Martin Perez. The yep. bullpen came in and That's did its I'm job. Saying. Like the game, the way the game ended deserves these seven minutes that we've dedicated to it tonight. But there were so many good moments along the way that I feel like we need to touch on. Starting with Martin Perez giving you what he gave you last night, and I know, like, you can't trust him on a night to night basis, but. I want to say I could do some work and pull up his uh, his game log, and I'll do that right now as I say this. He's had like four good starts out of his last six or seven, has he not? Martin Perez, like four Martin Perez. I'm not saying he's been he's been back to looking like Johan Santana, but sure. I don't four have Martin Perez. I think he's had like four good starts out of his last six or seven. Yeah, off the top of my head. I... He went through that funk in the middle of the summer where it was like, you can't keep starting this guy. And then start Milwaukee was good. Start after that was good. Yeah, since, I think he went to Miami and had a decent since start. Since start August 13th in Milwaukee. I'm, I'm doing research on the air now. Six innings, no runs. His next start, five innings, two runs. Next start, six innings, two runs. Then he has a stinker. It was uh, two and two-thirds mm-hmm. in Detroit, of all places, where he mm-hmm. gave up seven runs. But then yesterday, six innings, one run. 
It's even better than I thought. That's five out of his last six starts that sure. yeah. are are good for Martin Perez. Some of them are, are good for just about anybody in 2019 Major League Baseball. I uh, did this on the Score North Twins Minute yesterday, which you can find on Twitter.com. And I Slash think... Score North, if we're giving out the websites. Twitter. Yep, that's right. That's the one you're going to have to search. Although I retweeted it, so if you found me, you can find it. But Twitter.com slash Derek. Follow the brand. It's a super strong brand. <laughs> and uh, I, I think Martin Perez is a potential weapon in October, but not necessarily as a starting pitcher. I think that his numbers against lefties this year are so good that he's intriguing to me as like a, hey, come in and face if it's the Red Sox, which they're not going to be playing in October most likely, but you come in and you face some of the lefties in that lineup. Hey, need somebody to get Devers out. All right, cool. Martin Perez is capable of doing that, and that allows you to preserve Taylor Rogers. This recent stretch that you just pointed out, Rami, that would you say five out of his last six have been good starts? Yeah. Like solid all around starts. That stretch maybe makes you rethink that and maybe say, okay, he, maybe he's your game four starter. Maybe he's a guy that is getting a start in the postseason. I don't know. It's too early to say that. We'll get to learn that in September where this guy and actually can Gibson is. pitch by then? Is Gibson around at all? Question mark. We have no idea yeah. at this point. Total question mark for me and I think for a lot of people. And so this month is one of my favorite on the baseball calendar. Like There are a lot of great months. July is a fun month. October is the best month. Even the winter, except for the last two, the winters, the what last are you two, about? the last two winters have sucked. They ruined baseball. The, the winter. last two winters have sucked. But typically, winter is a pretty fun time, and September for me is very high on that list because you get to see a bunch of guys you haven't seen before. You get to learn a bunch of things about your team. If you're bad for next year, if you're good for October, and I'm just like the Indians come to town this weekend, and followed by the Nationals, then you go to Cleveland. That should wrap up the American League Central, but that doesn't cut it for drama in September. I think we're going to get tons of it this month. If you're bad, it's a death march, though. But I, I love this. This is so much fun. And seeing how things might stack up. And you know what? Good and bad, too. Barrios, okay? Is he going to come around? We don't know. But there's just so many intricate questions now. Uh, the one guy that I would like to come in praise of, and we talked about this guy, I think, a couple weeks ago when I was on the show, and... I don't think it can be overstated because they found the right role for him. He's been you, but he has also thrived. Did you guys know that since an appearance on what would have been July the twenty eighth, Tyler Duffy has not allowed an earned run in fifteen and two thirds. Tyler Duffy, all right. So Tyler Duffy, the Tyler Duffy story, Rami dating before you got here, goes back to his first big league starts in Toronto, and it's a disaster. Like it, it's it's left a scar on me forever. As I, oh my goodness, it's Tyler Duffy. But this guy out of the bullpen in that role, and the Romo and Dyson trades, although Dyson's hurt again right now, certainly have helped uh, to allow them to put Tyler in a better situation when they bring him in. But 15 and two-thirds, scoreless, he's turned into a reliable, really good pitcher. Totally. And I give him a ton of credit for that. Yeah, he's been awesome. And, and I like- he's thrived in, And he's thrived and accepted the role. I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot of variables that can go into these things. Sure. And he, is, and he has embraced it and done a really good job. He good for him. He could have sulked and quit on the team when he was on the AAA Rochester shuttle and said, the heck with this. You don't value me. Get me out of here. Right. Instead, he's embraced what they've asked him to do now this year. He's upped his velocity, I think, working with Wes Johnson and the pitching group inside the Twins. He's throwing more four-seamers up. When when he came into the league, and Judd, I know you were scarred by the Toronto start, but but after that, 2015 was actually really good for him. Mm-hmm. I started thinking of Tyler Duffy as 
a future rotation staple. When he came kind of out of nowhere on the prospect world, then 2015, he's their second best starter down the start down the stretch when they need a guy going into October. It was Irvin Santana and it was Tyler Duffy, and everybody else kind of faded and backed away. But then you're right, 16, 17, 18, he's kind of this like bounce around guy. You don't really know what you have in him. He's a sinker, like two seamer, curveball kind of guy. So everything's down, down, down. Well, Modern baseball tells you that, hey, guys that live down in the zone, unless they have that elite splitter or something like that, if you're just a sinker baller who throws a lot of strikes, you're going to get tattooed. You're going to get torn up for home runs, and that happened. Tyler Duffy has fundamentally changed who he is as a pitcher, and it didn't click right away, but now he's that fastball up with a four-seamer. He's a heavy curveball, which he's always had a nice one, and you said it perfectly, Judd. The role that they have him in right now, he's thriving. He's been one of their best relievers the last month. And it goes back to what we talked about leading up to the trade deadline, which is add some arms to that bullpen, and guys will be back in spots that they actually belong in and not pitching in spots that are bigger than them. And that's what's happened with Tyler Duffy. That's what's happened with uh, Trevor May. And we'll get to did the Twins bullpen do its job before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. Today's a big edition of did the Twins bullpen. It was 2-1 to do one in Fenway job. Park. Yeah, I know. So we got to make sure we play <laughs> well, that Well, let's game. not spoil anything but for the live since, studio audience. Since we're going around the horn giving credit out after we, we started the show, rightfully so, with Eddie Rosario and, and that game-ending gun down at the plate, I'll be damned if we get to Trevor Plouffe at 1220 without mentioning my guy. Williams, La Tortuga, Astadio, who mm. comes up with the game-winning hit in the seventh inning, off the bench, pinch hitting, and give credit to Rocco Baldelli, too, there, because I don't remember what it was, but they flashed Jonathan Scope's um, stats against against a pitcher at the time. Who was that, Barnes, in there for the Red Sox? Yeah, Barnes was, he, he was brought in to chase Scope, basically. Yeah. And Rocco Baldelli said, to hell with it. I know what the numbers say. He's good against Barnes, but I'm going with Astadio. And La Tortuga delivers the game-winning hit because that's what the dude does. He hits baseballs. That's just what La Tortuga does. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm really glad he's back. Like, and, And getting more and more in the fold with this team because I was wondering what his role would be after a long absence and after this thing got rolling. And you guys know, yes, I took a liking to Luis Arise, and I'm still a big fan, but La Tortuga, that's my guy. Big big boys doing big things. Don't forget, too, your guy, La Tortuga, came in and played some pretty good second base. Yeah, that too. He doesn't really, I mean, he's done it once in a while, but this is not a second baseman. He comes in. And doesn't look incompetent there and made some nice plays. He does a job. Hey, uh, on a short hop, two to one. Got it over to first. Two to one. There, there is. Yes, offensively, you didn't thrive. I completely get that. But there's a lot of praise to go around for. I think two to one in Boston. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very un Williams Astadio type plate appearance because he took a lot of pitches. Mm-hmm. When's the last time, just off the top of your head, you seen this dude in a two-two count? I, I, I mean, not that I make mental notes about these things, but I literally can't remember him going that deep in account, and that's not that deep in account. I think I remember one time this year him getting to a full count, and I remember it because Dick Bramer marveling at it. Like, wow! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> exactly! And then he goes, they were talking about Barnes's hook on the broadcast, how he's got just such a hammer curve, Yeah. and Astadio gets a 98-mile-an-hour fastball at his eyes, and he's like, oh, okay. Serves it out to the outfield first. It was it was an incredible plate appearance, and to come through in that spot, 
when the Twins really needed a clutch hit because all the double plays they've been hitting into lately, and we know about their, you load the bases and it's uh, negative run expectancy for this team, it seems like there is... Uh, there was no bigger moment than that, and and he came how, through against a big fastball in a big spot. How, how could a team that's so offensively dynamic, do you guys think, be so bad consistently when the bases are lo- loaded? It's I don't just get the, it. It's the weirdest thing. I do not get and, it at all. And they went through the stats on the radio broadcast last night. Kepler actually has been good. Okay. And beyond that, that's about it. Really? So Kepler's been good, and everybody else. I think there was one more guy who's been okay, and everybody else is just a a disaster. And it's so funny because this team is so offensively good. Yeah, it's weird. But if the bases are full, they it's like ah <laughs> uh, no, we can't do it. Go back to being a regular yes human team <laughs> full of mortals. I don't. It doesn't make sense statistically. It's just because I view baseball through a numbers lens. Like it's random. It's like bases loaded is their kryptonite. They're like Superman, <laughs> and then the bases get loaded, and they lose yep. all their powers. Yeah, and they're just a mere Lex horror. Luthor, right? Lex Luthor on third. I can't do that. <laughs> you get guys on first and second with nobody out, and you're like, put them up four, walk him. We need the twins to have the bases loaded here to have any chance. It's random, but it's weird. So exactly, statistically, it doesn't like. There's no bearing on it. It doesn't mean the twins are bad with the bases loaded. It means they've had. How many plate appearances and they've just gotten unlucky. But it sure feels like, man, from watching the games this season, that it's more than just like random luck, random chance. They get the bases loaded and suddenly you're not feeling awesome. You're like, oh, I wonder what's what's going to happen this time. Hope they can make contact. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're due, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> How many times have you said that with the bases loaded this year? It is a weird thing. I don't know what that is. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think analytics can figure that one out either. I think that's just a weird anomaly. It, it, I mean, like I said, it could just be random. Right. It could also be Robert Stack could figure it out, maybe. (laughs) Join me. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. Dude, if you you know, we're going to hit a break and get to Trevor Plouffe in just a second. If you watch Unsolved Mysteries, you know the reenactments that they have in there? Yeah. There are like some major Hollywood actors who got their start in Unsolved Mysteries reenactments. I remember one specifically Matthew McConaughey getting stabbed to death in the driveway. Are you serious? I swear to God. Well, I got a YouTube. I guess. swear to God. I bet you could find it on you just YouTube you Unsolved Mysteries. You can find Matthew everything on YouTube. It's hold on a second. I'll this just it. took a weird turn. Matthew it's like watching the first no, Friday the driveway. It's like watching the first Friday of the thirteenth movie and realizing Kevin Bacon is in it. Yeah. You're like, what? It's weird. It's Kevin Bacon. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah why, why did I know all this? <laughs> and Johnny Depp is in the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, too. Oh, you guys before it became a big deal. I don't mean to get us off of our Matthew McConaughey, Kevin Bacon tangent, but I have a stat I for you that you might find. Un- ah, unsolved I? <laughs> mysteries in Matthew McConaughey. Keep talking. That that I might that you might find interesting. Um the Twins, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stat geek for a second here. The offensive number that I use is like a catch-all. Is this guy a good hitter? Is he not? It's weighted on base average, and basically what it is, it tries to figure out how good are you at contributing to the things that help your team score runs. Home runs are good. Walks are good. Strikeouts are bad. Okay. So weighted on base average or woba says that the Twins are one of the best offenses in baseball this year. I think it's Houston Astros 1, Twins 2. At least it was uh, last week when I was looking it up for a column. That makes sense. You say, yeah, the Twins are a great offensive club, top to bottom, and they've got some just ballers in the middle of their lineup. Nelson Cruz, Mitch Garver, etc. Well, then you filter it by 
bases loaded. And when all teams, all of Major League Baseball, when they have the bases loaded this year, the Twins are not first, they're not second, they're not third in hitting. They are dead last in Major League Baseball, according to weighted on-base average, when the bases are loaded. That's so weird. It doesn't make sense. They go from one of the best-hitting clubs to literally dead last in offensive production when they load the bases. That's freaky. So there you go. I don't know what that like is. They, Figure that out. You no, would, I don't want to. It's too hard for my brain. It wouldn't surprise you if you found out they're middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, they're 10th, they're yeah, 15th. Okay, they're not as good as I thought they might be, but they're, they're middle right. of the pack. But they're dead last. They're dead last. It it, And they're down right there. So Tampa Bay is second to last, which is maybe a little weird. But then your Detroit's, your Baltimore's, your Kansas City's, your Pittsburgh's. That makes sense. They're down at the bottom of that list. Bad-hitting bad. clubs, yeah. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Bad-hitting clubs, it turns out, are bad at hitting when the bases are loaded. But Crazy. one of the best-hitting teams is also the worst with the bases loaded. Maybe they'll correct that in September. Maybe Trevor Plouffe can figure it out. We'll talk to the former twin right after this on the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 16, and we're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. I'm maybe boring, but I'm consistent. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Now Trevor Plouffe batting, and here's the one ball pitch and a line drive base hit. Twins win the game. Denard Span scores. Twins Radio Network on the call. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makloff, Judd Zulgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill is on the other side of the glass and joining us now on the show, the guy who you just heard get that big hit. It is former twin Trevor Plouffe. Trevor, welcome into the first place Twins show. How you doing this afternoon? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Must be nice to say first place twin show. Huh? <laughs> Trevor, we've been saying it basically all year. All season, <laughs> and we started counting the magic number in and out of every commercial break at 100. <laughs> That's am- it's amazing what they've been able to do, no doubt. How do you experience a game like last night? Because I know, just as a baseball fan, I don't care if you root for the twins or not, you're jumping off your couch and, and pumping your fist just at some exciting, well-played baseball last night. As a guy who's been in games like that, is it more intense sitting on your couch watching it? Is it less intense because you've been there? How do you experience it? It's definitely much less intense uh, <laughs> sitting on your couch watching these games. I mean, I try to flip through. I'm trying to cover a lot of baseball right now, seeing a lot of different games, but I definitely am partial to watching the Twins play. You know, I have a lot of good relationships with those guys, uh, especially the younger guys that were there when I was there. So, yeah, like watching last night, watching Rosario take that ball off the wall and just absolutely throw a strike to home plate to end the game. I mean, that's that's something that even though it lost the game for Red Sox fans, even those fans, I'm sure, were like, wow, that was a great play. Exactly. So my, my th- theory on that play is the throw to home plate 
which was a which was a a P there on one hop is a great play. But Trevor, I actually think that the most impressive part of that play is is playing the ball off the wall so well because my guess is playing the ball off the monster in Finway if you do it well looks simple but if you're a player probably is not nearly as simple as Rosario made that look is that a correct assessment I mean he got a pretty clean bounce I think that's one thing that the wall uh, does there's just a lot of different um, you know pieces that come out of it different ways the ball will ricochet off the wall so he was fortunate he put himself in a good position he got a pretty clean bounce um, that ball could have taken a number of different angles off the wall, but uh, he did a great job with it. I mean, they practiced it definitely pregame. You know, he's been there enough now where he understands kind of how to play that left field. But, um, yeah, just an outstanding job for sure. Trevor, it's Wetmore here. Uh, as a guy, I saw you take quite a bit of BP throughout your Twins career and know you've got some pop. What is it like now in your chair to watch, uh, we'll call it the juicy baseball era, where, I mean, balls are flying out of the park left and right, and now you look up and down lineups and everybody's got 20 home runs. Well, I've actually trademarked the, it's the turbo ball era. Turbo ball, I, I like that. that. All right, yeah, we'll, get some, we'll get some heat behind that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I love home runs. Uh, I love watching these guys hit home runs. I'm definitely one of the guys that will say, yes, the ball is juiced. I mean, when I look at smaller guys or guys that weren't typically home run hitters going the opposite to the opposite field, I think that's where I see it the most, even like dead central. Like that used to be reserved for guys with big power. And I understand swing mechanics have changed and guys are throwing harder. So I think that has a little bit to do with it, but I enjoy it. Eventually, I think that we'll get sick of home runs because everyone, when you have too much of a good thing, like it ends up, you know, being bad. So I think that's kind of we'll get some sort of like home run, like uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but we'll get we'll get tired of it. I I think so. Right now, I'm enjoying it, but there's just so many <laughs> every night. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get turbo ball fatigue here at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for. Fatigue for sure, man. It's I like turbo ball already. Did you get that on a T-shirt? Sounds like a sport. Yeah, a sport unto itself. We'll give you royalties when that thing goes huge. Okay, (laughs) you better. Talking with former twin Trevor Plouffe here on the Score North First Place Twins Show. Trevor, how well built? How equipped do you think this Twins team is for the postseason? Because I think most people now are 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 where I've been for a few months, and and assuming this team is going to be playing baseball in October. But how deep can they get? Do you think? I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion they're going to be playing baseball in, in October, right? I mean, I think it depends on if they can keep the offense up. That's what I see most of the time in the playoffs is if you can continue to hit, you're going to do well. But a lot of the times that doesn't happen. You know, guys or teams will take their rotation down to their top three guys and, you know, use their high leverage relievers in any situation. So it really comes down to scoring runs, and this is a team that obviously can do that. So if they continue to hit, um, their bullpen has been great as of late, and I think ultimately they're going to go as far as their starting pitching will let them go as well. Mm-hmm. So th- those those things are very important, you know, starting pitching and then the ability to score runs in the playoffs when it runs are at a premium almost every game. What in your mind uh, should be the level of concern, either uh, a ten or a two, about the fact that Jose Barrios, since the All Star break, has certainly struggled. The last outing in Boston did not go great. If you can't get him on track uh, to be confident for him to start game one of the playoffs, how much do you think that takes the Twins' chances down in that uh, opening round series? 
A lot. I mean, I look at Jose and I, I think he is an ace. You know, he, he's put in the work to become what he's become. And yes, he hasn't pitched that well post all-star break, but when the, when it's on the line like that, I, I just, I just think with his mentality, his makeup that, that he's going to step up. I mean, he really has the stuff. I think for him, it's more about location, uh, being able to change the hitter's eye level, stop getting on that plane where it's just side to side and go more up and down with it. I think that's something that he needs to focus on uh, in the next couple uh, starts. But I'm a believer. I'm a big believer in Barrios. So I, I, I'm hoping that he turns it around. And, yeah, we do see him in the playoffs and, and, and showing what we know as Minnesota Twins fans, show that to the rest of the nation. Awesome. Yeah, we're talking with uh, former Twins infielder Trevor Plouffe, longtime third baseman with the club. And so, Trevor, I was I was on your Twitter, uh, this is a while ago now, a couple weeks ago, that you put out an idea that piqued my curiosity. You talked about realignment in Major League Baseball and maybe shaking up the divisions. I guess I have a two-part question for you. One, why do you want to do that? And two, I want to give you a platform to pitch that to the world here. All right, all right. Honestly, uh, that whole idea came about, I was watching the Dodgers-Yankee game uh, with a couple of my buddies, and I just, I hadn't, I couldn't remember the last time I saw the two teams play, and I thought that's real, that's a real tragedy because these are two storied franchises, both coming from New York, and now we just never get to see them play. So that's sure. where the whole idea started and then uh, my friends and I started working out like what the best ways to be able to make the schedule where everyone plays everyone and we really found that that's really not going to happen unless we add two teams so we really need to get to 32 teams to be able to do that so then we just kind of played around with it and as a fan now you know I sit back and watch the game and I can understand why some people call the game boring or why sometimes you know or why this year particularly we're looking at uh, attendance down there's just a lot of things that i think that mlb could do better and uh, a restructuring or a realignment of the league just something just will would peak curiosity get people back into the games and i've been calling it for a long time that we need to have a universal dh so i guess that's part of my motive as well you're here um but uh you know the 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 thing that we found the thing that we found that made the most sense was just combining you know, NL Central, AL Central, and, and NOS, AOS, and doing that whole thing. And we weren't able to completely balance the schedule, but it, was, it definitely was a more balanced offering of the schedule. Um, every team played every team, and then you played your teams in your division uh, twice as many times as any other team. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of things that will go into that, but I just, I just feel like teams need to play as close to the same schedule as possible. That was the thing that I liked the most about it. You said in your tweet, and people can go find that uh, on your Twitter if they want to. It's just at Trevor Plouffe, where you mentioned, yep, three divisions, Universal DH, and that everyone's basically playing the teams in your division eight times a year. Split those up, so, you know, four in each city. And every other team, you're only playing four times. Well, that makes sense. So there's still some divisional, you know, there's weight to your division, but it's not like what the twins have right now and and credit to them they're taking advantage of what i would consider a light schedule but when you get to go into a rebuilding kc a rebuilding detroit and a rebuilding chicago white Sox without a couple of their horses in the rotation like that's a really lopsided schedule when you play those teams 19 times so that's my favorite part about your realignment idea it sort of balances some of that stuff out and doesn't favor you just because someone in your division gave up in february 
Yeah, and not only that, I mean, then you have the disparity between interleague play. So, you know, each division is playing. So say the Twins now, I I honestly don't remember who they played in interleague this year, what division. But if they were to play a weak division there, then all of a sudden the schedule is even softer. So, you know, I just just really like the idea of each team playing each team every single year. Um, People were tripping me about the travel and how much different that would be and how much more difficult it would be for the players. But... When the way I broke it down was we'd have 152 games instead of 162 games. So that's 10 extra off days um, that teams could use with their travel. And a lot of these teams are close when you really break it down. I mean, if you went into New York for two days, you would play the Yankees, then you'd play the Mets, and then you'd travel you know, somewhere to you know, Baltimore or somewhere close like that. So sure. there's ways to do it. Do I think this is ever going to happen in the near future? I don't think it's going to happen unless we add two teams. Sir. In addition to That's some opinion, some yeah. some some baseball thoughts like that that you can find at Trevor Plouffe on Twitter, he's a fun follow because of the banter and trash talk between him and his former teammates. I saw I saw a tweet of Trevor Plouffe's come across my timeline a few months ago. It was retweeted by somebody. I clicked on his profile. I was like, this guy played for the Twins. Maybe somebody I should follow. And the byline on his Twitter bio is. Family man, home brewer, I hit two homers off Phil Hughes, and that's one of them. And there's a finger pointing up at his banner photo of him actually hitting a home run off of Phil Hughes. And I was like, follow. I hit the follow button right away. This is this is somebody worth following. I've, I've enjoyed it, Trevor, and I've enjoyed this conversation, man. We should do it again sometime. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Love it. Thanks, Thanks Trevor. Lot, Trevor. Have a good one, man. Yeah, I wonder if he's tried the uh, Phil Hughes peanut butter oh, and pickle sandwich. Oh, I wanted to ask him about that. Oh, oh, you you oh, tweet oh, him. Oh, tweet him. Man. That's fine. He's active on Twitter. Just oh, tweet that him. That does out. not yeah. look good to me. My that bad. looks really, really I gross. As... I don't like that no. idea. I am uh, willing to try it. I'm you willing are? to try. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. I think we have content here. Yeah, yes. then yeah, I think you should try it As Rami on the would air say, next week. Anything for good content. Well, then you boys. try it on the air next week. Okay, That's I fair. Today, we have a grocery store right down the street. <laughs> nope. I will go and get peanut butter and pickles and bread right now. Here's the rub. Uh-huh. Phil Hughes comes on this radio station. He talks to us on the Score North First Place Twin Show first, and then I'll try peanut butter and pickles. I have a better idea. Try it when he's on the phone. You try and conduct the interview while eating the <laughs> peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Well, that might not be that you good know what? for the There's listeners. a fight and chance he'd come on Glenn Perkins on baseball on Thursday. How about this idea? Instead of the universal DH, how about we go to pitchers hitting in all leagues? Oh, get out of here. Sw- I thought you wanted switches, to fight Trevor on that. Ploof is 100% switches, right. Rami. No. DHs no. to I the end. I love the double switch. Oh. I love the double switch. You come out to the mound, you pull the left fielder out of the game, you bring a pitcher. No one finds that, that fun. It's so fun. Wait, hold on. It's awesome. You can't say no one finds it fun. So You're working cool. with two people that it's find so it. Cool. The two people no. who find it fun just you know happen why? to be sharing this you know studio with me right now. Because the two of us understand baseball <laughs> at a level that the most people us. don't. When a, when a manager goes to the home plate umpire and pulls that card out yep. of his back pocket. And you're guessing what he's going to do. Yeah, and I'm going, what's this guy get? What's yeah, he doing? What's you know what I'm doing when I... What's Joe Madden got up his I go right fielder jogs out of the game. New right fielder goes into the game. Pitching changes made. You see Hernan Perez the other day for the Brewers. They they brought him in to pitch, but it was only for like one hitter, so they wanted to do a double switch. He played eeny meeny miny mo with who he was going to switch positions. Tampa Bay just done that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what I do when they go that with with a universal when they walk up to the plate and pull out their lineup card and they're scratching themselves as they try to figure out which 
person is going to be switched out. I go get a beer. That's what I do, well, boys. You know I what? don't think it's that That fun. helps the club. Mister, I sure. like two-to-one <laughs> baseball. Sure. But yeah. you don't like strategy in your two-to-one baseball. Just not that strategy. You give me, like give me offense. You gotta, you gotta think it through. You don't know who you gotta tell. Who batted last? Who? Oh, it's just I, fantastic. I, I'm good. You can miss it's me with great. the double switch. It is so Keep great. it simple. Thank you, Thank A-Rod. A-Rod. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Oh, by the way, He's the Twins. Right too, so the Twins won two-one last night. That's a bad win. What? By one run. It's a bad win. Oh, you don't like those odd numbers. It's not numbers an A Rod oh, win. Yeah, that's right. That's a, Keep I've, it simple. I've got a new chart now. The A Rod chart on wins. Good wins versus the Twins bad. aren't winning. Good. Their their wins aren't any good. I think if uh, if it's a three two final, the team with three actually loses, and the team with two actually wins. You know you what want it is? Even number leads. Keep it simple. A Rod has an intricate understanding of the fact that guys like me have for a long time said the worst the worst lead that you can have in hockey is two goals. Yeah, cuz you you let off the gas. Cuz you let off the gas, right? Yeah, that's right. Maybe so you got to win you got to win baseball games by what A-Rod says or else you're done. Maybe baseball should go the NHL route and award points for wins and if you win by more than one run, you get 3 points. If you only win by one run, you get 2 points. I like that. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Can we, can we do what the English Premier League does and add relegation for the teams that finish at the bottom oh, of the standings? Oh, Detroit so yes. deserves it. You're telling me that the Baltimore Orioles deserve to play with these big boys next year? The majority, be, if you were going to relegate one team, would it be no, the no, Tigers no, you or, see, or bottom Otters, three. three? Bottom three. This isn't hard. Sorry, the last three. The Premier Both Tigers own Royals. <laughs> well, or there are Marlins. only 20 teams in the Premier League, and three of them get relegated every year. I'd get the Marlins off for sure just, for, just because they're so poorly run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tigers, though, without a doubt. You, you could really make a case to relegate the majority of the American League Central after 2019. Twins survive, <laughs> Indians survive. Yep, everybody else goes, and they'll maybe be back someday. No. You go play your way in the, the Central's a two-team division. Next go play year. in the Atlantic League. <laughs> come back with two teams. If you go win the Atlantic League, you can come back the, next year. The Twins and Indians just play each other seventy-six times <laughs> next year. Talk hey, about an unbalanced schedule. It'd be far more entertaining than watching any Twins no, and Tigers are, games. Those teams are replaced, aren't they? When they're yes. relegated, three teams sure, are yeah. basically called up. You I go comes, get. I Cubs come up. Yep, there you go. Rochester, Red Wings, perhaps they come up. Okay. <laughs> Pensacola Blue Wahoos, why not bring them up? But then aren't these teams are already employees of other major league That's going to be a problem. That's, that's a wrench in the that's whole gonna thing. That's going to be a So why maybe. Do you, you, sorry. Come on, be fun. St. Sorry. Paul Saints, if they Keep come back simple. and win the American Association, maybe they get a shot to play in the big leagues next year. I love how you know? Rami's like, well, that really wouldn't work. Well, no, no bleep, Sherlock. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. No, I'm trying to make this work. You're just dumping on. Wetmore's favorite sport in secret <laughs> soccer, and I have no problem with that. Thank you. Actually, baseball is my favorite sport, and it's not close. You saw right through me. Huh? Oh, but soccer hate... is my second favorite Rami sport. Rami hates soccer. As yeah. a matter of fact, if you want to see how much I hate soccer, YouTube.com slash Rami Comedy. I have a good mm. three minutes on mm. how terrible soccer is That's and okay. why it's terrible. That's okay. I won't ask you how the Bears and did And by the way, night. we are home of your local soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go Loons. Number, number three seed in the Western Conference. Come on, think, you right Loons. Now. Why do you remind me of these things after I say stupid stuff? Uh, hey, I don't care. It's hey, not my job. It's yours. <laughs> Thanks, Judge. One team, one dream here at Score North. Also, thank you for that drop, too, as well, Ronnie. Why do you remind me when I say stupid stuff? <laughs> That's Tell me good. before. Like, hey, Ronnie, don't badmouth soccer. We're the home of the loose. Oh, it's way more fun. <laughs> oh, I, th- I didn't no. hear that as badmouthing soccer. I just heard that Premier League soccer. You, th- you don't like it because you think it's too hoity That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. European. Yeah, yeah. European oh, he's soccer. a worldly yeah. guy, he but loves- not... 
The MLS? The Mr. Bro, MLS. Let me tell you. <laughs> Mr. MLS. I He's tell in you, an MLS I, you know fantasy what? league. I would tell you more, but it's a baseball show. It's to score north, first place twins show, live from Bowen Basota. The land of 10,000 ranks, magic number is 16, and uh, we got to play Did the Twins Bullpen oh, yeah. Do Its Job. Big How could we miss it on a Friday? Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Run 1500scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app. Go Loons. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, it's Score North Download Time. It's 1245. I'm Manny Hill, and uh, this download has a little information on the Minnesota Twins last night uh, because they got a big win over the Boston Red Sox 2-1 at Fenway Park. Martin Perez was really good on the mound for the Twins, and here's what manager Rocco Baldelli had to say about the left-hander's start. Martin was great. He, he was uh, he was in the zone. He used all of his pitches. It seemed like he, he used his fastball a, a decent amount today, and he pitched well with it. I think he located it well, and he pounded the zone, and he, he forced them to swing the bats, and he missed a, a bunch of barrels. He threw quality pitches you know, throughout, and that that's that's clearly visible. You know, based on uh, you know the, the kind of contact that uh, that they had. That's a, that's a really good lineup, and he went through it as efficiently as you could ever ask for. Yeah, Twins definitely need that needed that outing from Martin Perez last night, and they got it. So that was a good sign for the left-hander. That is your Score North download, and uh, now we return to the Score North First Place Twin Show for one final segment. Live from Bowen, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 16. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What's that? Is Ron Rami in the hallway here? Somebody go get him in. I hear He's the music. Oh, 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 you're just all... Oh, oh, Diet Coke down. Oh, dear. Dead soldier. Oh, dear. And coffee down. Yeah, there he is. Oh, and our remote control. I don't know if that was worth all the trouble that I just went through. <laughs> Pop that mic on. I want to hear the, uh, I want to hear the door open and close <laughs> for theater of the mind, and I spilled coffee everywhere. I knocked down the bomba counter. But we did get Rom Rami. I do think it was worth it. You think so? Did you hear (laughs) the door slam on the air? Or was it just the mayhem that was worth it? I heard the door slam. The trade wreck. Okay, good. All right. Because Rom Rami is now in. Rom, why don't you pop that mic on? Get Rami out of here. Get out of here, Rami. That's right, everybody. It's time to play America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. And now your host. Derek Whitmore, Derek, take it away! What a disaster, what a disaster. Rob Rami, thank you for coming in. No Somebody, go get, go get Rami to go get a mop or something like that. We gotta, we gotta Kleenexes, tighten this up. Kleenexes do not clean up spills well. Tighten this up. FYI. Okay, so it is time to play America's Favorite New Game Show. It's not that new anymore. I think America has kind of caught on with it, but it's a new season. And the Twins' bullpen yesterday... Well, we'll find out. Two to one ball game. They win at Fenway Park. An eight and two road trip before coming home now to face the Cleveland Indians with the Central Division all but wrapped up as my co hosts towel down the studio. Manny, are you ready to play America's favorite new game show? Let's let's do it. So uh, the aforementioned Martin Perez does go six. You heard Rocco in the Score North download talk about how great his starter was, and then Trevor May came in to get. Not one big out, but three. He's facing J.D. Martinez to lead off. He winds up going one scoreless inning with no earned runs allowed. He pitched a clean seventh for the Twins' man, and Trevor may do his job. Yes, absolutely. 
That one's pretty simple, right? Very simple, yes. And he's been better of late. We talked about that a little bit earlier on the show. He's been very good, yes. He gave way to Tyler Duffy, who took over for the eighth inning. And uh, you thought he was going to get Sam Travis, but nope, pinch hitter. Jackie Bradley Jr. comes in to face Tyler Duffy. What does Duffy do? He strikes him out. He gets Mitch Moreland to fly out. And then he gives Brock Holt zero chance. He struck him out, too. On uh, O2 pitch, Tyler Duffy went one scoreless inning, two Ks against the Boston Red Sox lineup. Manny Hill, did Tyler Duffy do his job last night in Fenway? Yes, he did. Tyler Duffy has been fantastic for the Minnesota Twins as of late, and uh, he's become a real weapon out of that bullpen. He's been doing a great job. So that's after they take the lead. Those two guys held it down. It's 2-1 Twins going into the late innings here, and this is when it got a little tense and fun if you are a baseball fan and nerve-wracking if you are a Twins fan. Sergio Romo comes in. Uh, Well-rested Sergio (laughs) Romo. The TV's been up. <laughs> Rom Romney's been fired, by the way. They just showed him the door. People can see what's been going on in here. Was he drinking? Rom Rom Romney has been has been. Let's just say there's security leading him out the door right I now. I just feel You'll like never hear from him again. We might need a new big voice guy for next Friday's bullpen. Manny flex the pipes because I like your chances in this. <laughs> the TV got turned up. The remote control might be dead. We're not sure. <laughs> True story. I, I jumped up out of my chair after the Ram Rami bit just to break the fourth wall here for a second. I ran down the hall. <laughs> like you're a respected actor. Yeah, yeah, the audience was really guessing. Yeah, that, okay, William Shatner, continue with the story. <laughs> I ran down the hall to grab some paper towels because Judd was trying to clean up a coffee spill with Kleenex yeah. and it wasn't going well. No. And I almost ran over Rob Bart salesman oh, no. who was carrying a cup of coffee. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert De Niro. Rob, Rob Rami is working on his resume as we speak. It's really update. Qualification. Yeah. Reason why showing the door at your last job. My apologies. Spilled a everybody. ton of coffee on a Friday. I'm uh, sorry. Carry on. Uh, no, I'm nervous for that guy. I think Rob Rami's been hitting the bottle a little too hard on Friday mornings <laughs> and afternoons. Oh boy! Keep the white claw away from that guy before he comes in to do the Was show, would you? Four just now, man. Oh man, he's got a driver, Rob <laughs> Rami. to everybody for derailing this whole thing, but carry on, Derek. Who are we at now? Rob Rami's a big enough deal, Judd, that he's got somebody picking him up in a car. He's got a car waiting outside for him. Oh, oh man. Well, we got to the ninth inning. That's as far as we made it. So you guys are just in time. You can help contestant Manny Hill out for the ninth inning if he'll be so kind as to let you in after that debauchery. Manny can take it home from here. That's probably best for everybody. So they had... That that top of the ninth inning was actually pretty fun because Mitch Garver gets on base and there's some drama. Do you pinch run him? No, they chose not to. Initially, I think because there were... uh, Was it two outs at that point? And uh, Jake Cave up... So then Jake Cave does reach base when Mitch Moreland kind of booted that ball. Anyways, Byron Buxton pinch runs at second base. Double play, wah-wah. And you're going into the bottom of the ninth at Fenway Park against that Boston Red Sox lineup, the heart of it, mind you. And uh, you got to get three outs and you win the game. So they go to Sergio Romo. Sergio Romo comes in. Mookie Betts pops out. Xander Bogarts singles. So what do the Twins do? They decide to go to their fireman, Taylor Rogers, with one on, one out. Rogers faces Rafael Devers. Uh, ground out, Martinez doubles. 
But then, of course, Eddie Rosario plays the hero. So I'm going to give you guys a two-for-one. The ninth-inning tandem of Sergio Romo and Taylor Rogers walking the tightrope. Did the Twins tandem in the ninth inning technically do their job at Fenway Park, Manny Hill? Hmm. I want to say yes because the Twins won the game. Want to, but? But I'm a little hesitant because, I mean, Sergio Romo was supposed to get, I think, at least two guys out, right? And he didn't get Bogarts out, and then Rocco had to come out and pull him and put Taylor Rogers in. He was there to get the righties, yeah. Yeah, and then Taylor Rogers comes in and, you know, he gets the, he gets the one out, but then he gives up. The I guess did they did they rule it a double for yeah they call uh, MLB.com's box scores calling it a double off the monster and it ended up being I mean so it ended up being the the second out that Rogers got ended up being a great play by Eddie Rosario so I'm I'm a little conflict I want to say yes because at the end of the day the Twins won the game and you know it you look at the box score and okay that's it's good but. I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted here. I feel you because he, he got help to get here. out of it. Is basically can I, can what I you're help? talking about. Move to sever Romo from Rogers, and Rogers did not do his job to there. Sever. But for the grace of God, that ball flies over the monster. It did not, but that was fortunate. So I say no. Well, I say no, and two. And but Rogers, you can't play ballpark dimensions game because Rogers, otherwise, Mookie Betts' home run off the pesky pole is not a home run. Thank you. But I, but I am prosecuting crimes as I see them. I see, and I, I don't see care. I don't care what the no, ball. But you, you're you, what. You're you're doing is is convicting on intent. There has to be a crime actually committed. The, the, cr- just... the crime was the ball smacking off the green monster <laughs> like this, bang! And then the potential that that thing could have bounced away. I two of the last three outings for Taylor make me a little bit nervous. And by the way, I do think that there's two discussions here. One is great ball game last night, oh, and fantastic. it's so much fun. And this year is so much fun to watch. But I don't think that that precludes us from also saying, hmm, that's as you like to say that I like to say. Interesting. That's interesting. That's instructive. That's instructive yeah, of that's things. <laughs> I think there's two very fair co- conversations, and we can have the second one in large part because this baseball team is good and should be held to a standard of which we have expectations. So you are saying Romo did his job, and then Rogers was there to get the lefty, got the lefty, but then didn't get Martinez. Yeah. on his own, and he's the fight. And and I, so you're saying no, Taylor pro- Rogers didn't do his. And job. I'm prosecuting uh, based on the word that you used, which is fireman. Because yeah. if you're the fireman, That's right. If you're the fireman, you go in the burning building. I want fire out. That's right. Well, Rami, do you just so we're clear here? I think the Twins bullpen did its job. Everybody did their yeah, job. You, well, yeah, you got Duffy, Duffy May, sure, yeah, yeah. Romo and and if you want to call Romo and 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 uh, Taylor Rogers a combo for the ninth, yeah, I'm going to give them. If we're playing pass fail, they pass. So Rogers has pitched three out of the last four days. I myself, we, we talked about this the other day that they're kind of going to just trust him once he's in. He's in till the cows come home. Correct. Like in a two to one ball game like that, bottom of the ninth, you're not getting somebody warmed up to go get the righty. You're right about that. I was looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, like, who could you even go get? Because at first, my knee jerk reaction, knee jerk, I was watching the game with my brother last night and I was like a little surprised that they had Rodgers facing J.D. Martinez. Not just any righty, but they put up a graphic on the screen. I believe, I believe I'm remembering this correctly. J.D. Martinez has the highest slugging percentage in the majors against left-handed pitching. The highest in the majors, and you got a lefty on the mound to try to get him out. Now, he does rope a double off the monster. Eddie Rosario plays the hero, and the rest is history. But I was just, I was thinking to myself, like, the Twins are ride or die with Taylor Rogers. Was there anybody else they could have brought in to get that guy? And I didn't. I didn't come up with a good answer. 
Dyson's on the shelf. Romo just I think got your taken out of the game. Is a thousand percent right. When Rodgers comes in, he's not coming out. Ride or die. Un- well, unless he blows up. He is your one, I think, in the Twins bullpen. I think he's your one ride or die reliever. Everybody else, you, you know can what? Play I matchups. also want to know. I'm also very curious on Dyson. How bad is this again? And how long is this potentially going to be? Yeah. Sam Dyson to me, and I know it's been far from perfect since he got here. But that's a pretty important part of your postseason construction bullpen wise. I think I would say so. It can't yes. be. It can't be dismissed. Well, uh, the only saving grace would be if <clears throat> the rookie with the big fastball, Brustor Gratterol. Like how you cleaned your throat out? Because <laughs> I knew I was going to screw it up, so I just like let's draw attention to it. It's close enough. You're you're so close. Point fingers uh, and laugh at me is fine. I'm just glad he took this one upon himself, and I don't have to carry the weight like I do with Luis. Arise! <laughs> you have to like. I hear Rami just walking around the hallways at Score North, just shouting. Arise! Yeah, don't and don't act like Jeez. it's a pain. You like it. You're the kid that wants the attention. That's fine. You can always say caught in the cookie. You jar. can always say his name. Yeah, you're right. But you're right about that. But if he comes in and he can help bump everybody up, and Tyler Duffy's a guy, then that's different. Otherwise, but as you we need Sam Dyson with Perk on Thursday too. You there's only so much that could probably be expected there. Sure, from your guy Gratterall. Yep. Um, and the Dyson trade. I mean, you made it. You made it to get veteran bullpen help. This is and why. I think we all said okay, good. Yeah. So yeah. if he's now going to be in and out or out for an extended period of time, it does alter things. Ultimately, boys, amazing road trip. Eight and two, buried the tribe. This series almost doesn't matter now, but you get to face Cleveland now at home with the chance to put them to bed for good. This is going to be a fun weekend at Target Field. It sold is. out ballpark, too. But at I least two will. of the three so far, I think, are sold out at okay. this point. Yeah. I read Saturday for sure sold yep. out. So I think two of the three are right now. And they could have a magic number down to 10 by the time we reconvene on Monday, boys. My goodness. 10. That'll be a fun Score North First Place Twin Show with a special guest who I won't tease yet. Ooh. Yeah. Rami, oh. you're going to be coming back from Milwaukee, so Manny and I are doing the show with one of our good friends. But Ooh. not Rom Rami. No, Rom Rami's Ram Ram fired. fired. He was done. fired. Right now he's in jail. Get him a pink slip. I think they said they're going to put him in treatment. I don't think they can fire him immediately. They have to offer treatment first. That's a month off. Very sensitive <laughs> of them. That's a whole month off watching Score baseball. North Live is coming up next, and Antonio Hold Brown apparently is playing this Ram week. Rom Rami Smart! Talk about that and much more right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bone Basota. Magic number is 16. We'll be back on Monday. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.